Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Dean Brown is there. Sean. Hey, Dave. Congrats, Joe. Thank you so much. Thanks for your text and all your support. Everybody, we'll give it just one more minute before we get started. And you'll believe it. <laughs> Recording in progress. Okay, got it. All right, we are set to begin. So, I'll say hello, everyone, and welcome to the National Baseball Hall of Fame's conference call with Joe Castiglione. My name is John Chestakovsky. I'm Vice President of Communications and Content at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. And as you know, moments ago, it was announced by the Hall of Fame that Joe Castiglione was selected as the 2024 Ford C. Frick Award winner for baseball broadcasting excellence. On behalf of all of us at the Hall of Fame, we congratulate Joe and thank him for joining us on this call. And Joe will formally be honored in Cooperstown 
at Hall of Fame Weekend's awards presentation on Saturday, July 20th, 2024, along with Jerry Fraley, the 2024 BBWAA Career Excellence Award winner for baseball writing. Please note that this session is being recorded and a video recording and transcript of this call will be available within the next 24 to 48 hours at the Hall of Fame's website, baseballhall.org. And now before we open for questions, I'll turn it over to Joe to make an opening statement. Joe, go right ahead. Well, Shasta, thank you so much. It's so great to uh, have uh, a former Red Sox uh, brother call me with the announcement along with Josh Rawich and uh, it was really a can you believe it moment. You know, you never dream of these things when you're starting. I mean, my first goal was to do Major League Baseball. My second was to do a World Series and to win a World Series. But this is nothing that was on the radar ever. And uh, it's just such a thrill to be honored by my peers. And especially with the Cooperstown connection, because I spent so much time there. I mean, I went to college 50 miles away. And uh, we always combine trips back to the alma mater at Colgate uh, with a visit to the Hall of Fame and uh, to have my name there uh, in that broadcaster section overlooking that great window with the statues of Johnny Padres of Roy Campanella outside. It's just amazing. To share one quick story, uh, most of you know that I'm a technical klutz. And when Shesta and Josh called me this morning, on my cell phone, I went to hit speaker. Instead, I hit the red button and disconnected. So that was about two minutes of great suspense for me before we got it going. But we got it going, Joe, and, and we do congratulate you. And um, we, are, we will now uh, open up for questions from call participants. So if you'd like to ask a question of Joe, please click reactions at the bottom of your screen, then click the raise hand button. And I, Pete I, I, has sorry. raised his hand. Pete, go right ahead. Uh, hey, Joe, congratulations. I'm I'm here in uh, Nashville with Sean McAdam. Uh, you know, you, you had been up for this award several times. Can you can you kind of tell us, you know, how emotional it was for you when you when you finally got the call? Well, it was more stunning, really, than anything. Uh, you know, it, it, all of a sudden it was 1121. I knew the call would come between 1030 and 1130. And uh, it was nervous time and uh it was it was just incredible and uh you know we were jan was here with me his son duke was here to uh, channel five anchor to uh record the call if it came through and then when it did of course as i said i messed it up the first time but we got it back about two minutes later but uh, absolutely stunned i think is is the word uh, when that finally came through and, you know, maybe having been on the ballot three times before had something to do with that, but uh, it's still, it's 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 great uh, and it's certainly worth the wait. Joe, you, you know so many of the people who have won this award. What does it mean to you to be, you know, part of that brotherhood and on that list? Well, it really is incredible. I mean, my first hero was Mal Allen, and he was, along with Red Barber, the first the two recipients. And then to see the likes of a great mentor and Ernie Harwell, uh, Chuck Thompson of the Orioles, and of course, uh, more modern uh, award winners, Marty Brenneman, Cincinnati, Pat Hughes of the Cubs, and my great friend, Eric Nadell, 
And I've already heard from some of the other finalists with their congratulations, uh, which is very uh, certainly welcome and heartwarming. And uh, I, I think it's just wonderful. I, you know, I guess Kurt Gowdy's in. I think Ken Coleman and Ned Martin deserve to be in someday you know, when they go back to the previous era. And uh, it's it just so meaningful to be in with some of the greats. Not that I put myself in that category, but uh, it just is a tremendous honor. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Pete. Thank you for your support. Next question, Ian Brown. Go ahead, Ian. Hey, Joe. Just uh, hey. you got there in 1983, which seems like a million years ago. Um, yeah, how, could you have ever imagined you'd be here, you know, 41 years later, calling four championships and all the other stuff that you called for the Red Sox? No, I had a one-year agreement, not even a contract, a late in the season. So I was not counting on being there uh, over 40 years later. I just wanted to get through to the next season. And, of course, the first year was great. It was Yaz's last year. I'm so glad I had a chance to uh, be with him, uh, especially for that final weekend, which was amazing. But, no, I never thought this uh, would culminate uh, in this great award, which is so prestigious and such an honor. But there have been a lot of 6,000-some uh, games, I guess, over the years. I know my son has the count of the playoff games. I think it's what, 115 or something and four rings. Uh, I mean, after 86, you thought you'd get right back to the World Series the next year because it was such a strong team. It took 18 years to get back and to finally win it. Uh, you know, one, of, one of the great thrills along with this. You, know, you seem to still have the same uh, enthusiasm for the job as when you first came here. You know, how, how have you been able to kind of maintain that? Well, I love the game. I love the people in the game and the stories, uh, the scouts, the managers, the coaches, and the players. I've already heard from a couple of uh, players almost instantly, and Mikey Lowell and the Jackie Bradley Jr. and was Roger Clemens. Uh, it's it's just been it's just the, my phone blowing up, but <laughs> it's really been uh, amazing to to be part of that and. I think more than anything, it's the love of the people in the game and connecting with the great fans of Red Sox Nation. I mean, it's still a radio game, and uh, these fans are so loyal. I think that's a big part of it. But the people uh, and the associations you make, the friendships, I think, are really what sustains you. Next question, Max Cerullo. Mac, you can go ahead. Hey, Joe, congratulations. Oh, thank you, Mac. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, so it's like you said, you've had a chance to cover four World Series, uh, you know, no hitters, uh, you know, the 20 strikeout game. You know, looking back, is there any in particular that stand out and maybe not even one of the things I just mentioned that is a, a highlight or a memory that you look back at particularly fondly? Swing and a ground ball, stabbed by Folk. He has it, he underhands the first, and the Red Sox are the world champions. Can you believe it? Uh, and there were many moments that were not, that you didn't mention, like uh, Morgan Magic was one of the greatest uh, periods, uh, winning 12 in a row, 19 out of 20. Uh, a couple of walk-offs, one by Kevin Romine, one by uh, Todd Benzinger, and uh, 
Uh, Joe's still a very close friend of mine. In fact, we're having lunch tomorrow uh, together. And I think all of those uh, great moments were, other than winning the World Series, the most magical times. And of course, some of the work with the Jimmy Fund, uh, with patience, and uh, you, know, you think of things like Daniel Nava's home run. We kiddingly told him on the pregame show, hit the first pitch out, kid, because you only get one chance. And he hit the grand slam on the very first pitch of his career. Um, little moments like that, big moments. And I think another great thing is the, that I've had in my career, the opportunity to have my family share in this with my kids are going to Fenway Park with me, sitting in the booth, working concessions and security and that type of thing. And now my grandchildren have had the same opportunities. They want me to go forever because they love the perks. <laughs> Next question, Bill Ballou. Bill, hold on. Uh, let's see if we can unmute you. Hi, Bill. We got you. I'm I'm worse technology than Joe is, so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I can ask. Go right ahead. Yeah. So, Joe, what was this morning like, knowing the call was going to come? Or you're going to find out one way or the other. Did you have a, the usual breakfast? Or did you sleep well? No, I didn't sleep too well. Uh, and then uh, we had a refrigerator delivered this morning, so it was a little <laughs> bit of hectic time. Unfortunately, that was early, though, at 8.30. Uh, but I rode the exercise bike, and uh, I did my stretching, and then sat here and looked at the phone. You, had a re you scheduled refrigerator delivery on this day? Yes. Well, they said between 8 and 11. Fortunately, they came early. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks. That's all I have. We have time for a few more questions. So if you would like to ask a question, please uh, hit the raise hand button on your screen. And next up, we'll go to Robert Grayson. Go right ahead, Robert. Hi, Robert. Congratulations. I, you know, you mentioned uh, some of the uh, greats that, that you heard, Mel Allen, Ben Barber. Could you talk a little bit about your developing a, a style when you went on the air? I mean, uh, did it, it take you a little while to do that, did put things in, take things out, that kind of thing? I think it happens naturally, uh, Robert, uh, it, maybe by osmosis. We always copy somebody to be the greatest broadcasters. <laughs> the toughest job, anyway, was... What, to be the first and not have anyone to model themselves after. Fortunately, I had some great mentors, Mel Allen, uh, who was, I watched and listened to as a kid for so many years. Uh, Ken Coleman, my mentor who brought me to Boston. Ernie Harwell, a guy that uh, was a very close friend that we always relied on for advice. Bill O'Donnell, who was a mentor to me, longtime Oriole broadcaster. And... Uh, I think you take things from different individuals, but I think your style develops naturally. And if I had to describe my style, well, um, I think it's one more of passion. I had a partner, Bob Starr, who was also a great influence on me. He had a saying, it's not my life and it's not my wife, because he saw how emotional I was with each uh, Red Sox win or loss. And uh, I think I, I never lost that. But I think that, the, that that has added to my my style because 
People tell me they can tell if the Red Sox are winning and losing by the tone of my voice. That would certainly be a criticism if you were a network broadcaster. But I think most people uh, in Red Sox Nation are rooting for the Red Sox to win. So it, it passes the test. And one other thing I, I just wondered, you, you talked about getting the rings. Was there ever a, a thought that maybe it wouldn't happen? Oh, yes. After 18 years uh, from 86, I thought, as I said, it would happen a year or two late, later. Had to wait 18 years to get back there. Oh, three, you know, the Red Sox had the lead in game seven against the Yankees. And we know what Aaron Boone did. He was a good friend, by the way. And, uh, you know, he's... I didn't think it, it would happen, especially down 3 nothing to the Yankees in the ALCS in 04. I mean, I had no idea the Red Sox could rally to win it with the greatest comeback of all time. So, And then to happen four times in a 15-year period is just amazing. The Red Sox still the only franchise with four in this century. Thank you. And if there are no further questions... Then we will say once again, uh, congratulations, Joe. Uh, so happy for you and uh, uh, really appreciate you joining us on this special day as the selection as the 2024 Ford C. Frick Award winner for baseball broadcasting excellence. And we look forward to celebrating your career and your legacy during Hall of Fame weekend this July. Well, thank you so much, Shasta. And uh... You know, the Hall of Fame's always had a special place in my heart. Uh, one of my first entrees to baseball was the great public relations director of the Hall of Fame. At the time, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the late Bill Guilfoyle, who introduced me to Major League Baseball as a reporter. And uh, Jeff Adelson, of course, who was our intern and the longtime president in Cooperstown. We've had so many connections. And to uh, be there will be uh, even a greater thrill because of the wonderful relationships we've had and thanks to all of the uh, media for your support and thank you for joining us i'll see you soon joe hi joe bye-bye congrats joe congrats joe thanks joe